I am. <laughs> I am podcasting. to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am Neil Rubenstein, and I will be sitting in traffic and calling my friend Ron Richards to discuss uh, The Force Awakens. So if you haven't seen it, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, then you don't care. You don't care about the movie, and you don't care about Star Wars. That's fine. It's just this, none of this is going to make sense to you. Uh, if you have seen it, and you're not, like, super into it, yeah, it's probably, you're going to hear a lot of names and things being said that, you know, you don't care. Uh, and that's cool, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, like, you should care as much as we care. Uh, you shouldn't. Uh, we are unhealthy people. But, um, yeah, none of this is going to matter to you, uh, at all, uh, probably. Uh, Maybe. Hey, Neil. How's it going? How are you, Ron? I'm doing well, doing well. All getting ready for the holidays. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> You're here, right? You're on Long Island, too. I, I am, but I leave tomorrow morning. I'm actually on a flight out of Islip down to Florida. Uh, I'm going to Disney oh. World with my, with my sister and my nieces, so that should be fun. Oh, that, uh, yeah. that sounds uh, delightful. Yeah, it's, it's going to be different. We'll see how it is. I'd, I'd rather be on Long Island, but, you know, what can you do? So... <laughs> I, uh, look, when I text you, I feel weird because you're green, you know? Because I'm an Android person? Yeah, but I, I get, you know, like, you're, you make your livelihood on being an Android person, and I'm a disciple of Dubin, so I have, uh, you know, iPhone. I, I actually, I actually have some friends in San Francisco who refuse to text me because I come up green. So uh, let's just, <laughs> let's just say that, let's just say that, that, uh, operating system, uh, racism exists. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. Yeah, that definitely sounds like something Dubin would do. Like I don't, I don't text yeah. anyone. I can yeah. see no one to do it. Brian Diaz, I can see doing that. He's like <laughs> I don't text anybody. But I'm top loop. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, we're people too on us Android users. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, I said in the intro. I don't know if I'm going to use the intro or not, but I said <laughs> in the intro, like, if you. We're going to be unhealthy about Star Wars right now. Like, if you if you don't like it as much as we like, this is not you're not going to. I don't know if you'll even be entertained. <laughs> listen, listen, Neil. I make no I make no apologies for my Star Wars fandom. I mean, like we've we've been Star Wars nerds for how long? I mean, like I mean I don't. For me, it's been since I mean the '80s. But like, it, like it's a real thing, and it should be no different. You know, come on, it's all good. Be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I know what I, I you know. Yeah. Um, all right, so I just want to get right into it. You don't think Ray is Luke's kid, and the way you don't care. <laughs> Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I think so. So I've, I've seen the mo I've seen Star Wars: The Force Awakens twice now. Um, I've already talked about it on my own podcast on iFanboy. People can go listen to that on iFanboy.com. But this conversation is going to be completely different. So just to clear, so but I've seen it twice. I've had time to absorb and, and digest. 
And um, I believe that Ray, she's related to somebody. Given given the history of family and the way it all you know the, all the connections and and how the Star Wars stories are really the stories of the Skywalkers, like it it would be odd if she wasn't related to Luke and Leia in some way. Um, I don't believe that she is Luke's daughter because I think that's just too convenient after meeting Kylo Ren, aka Ben, who is Leia and Han's son. Um, I think given what we know of Star Wars historically, given that Luke and Leia were twins, my theory is is that Rey is Kylo Ren's sister and that she was when whatever happened at the Jedi Academy that caused Luke to get all, you know, to, to go seclusion, they feared for her safety, so they put her on Jakku and left her there for her safety like they've done in the past. And that's how they got separated. And I think she was, I think Ray might have been one of the younglings at the Academy because in the flashback, you see that she's dressed up kind of in the grayish kind of, you know, Padawan kind of clothes. And that would also explain why she has an ease of, of accessing the force and using it when we meet her in the movie. Um, so, but my theory is that she is Han and Leia's daughter. There you go. So, so, so Han, you think Han was memory wiped? No, I think I think Han knows. I don't think there's any memory wipes. When they step off the Falcon on on uh, to go to to go see Maz uh, Kanata, and when Han you know kind of offers her the job, he has this beaming kind of smile of pride in her. Like I think he know, he knows exactly who she is. But then why wouldn't he say to her? Well, uh, so that's a good point. If, <laughs> if he if he is if he's her uncle. I can see him being like, yo, this is not my place to get involved right. with this. But if he's her father, then he's got to be like, listen, Ray, uh, I don't know how you got mixed up on this. We were never supposed to meet, but. Yeah. Well, that that is a good, that, well, because the, the other question, though, is, yeah, I mean, that that's fair. That's valid. Um, but um, uh, also when at the end of the movie, when she arrives, when she arrives back at the, at the resistance base, and she and Leia have this emotional hug, you know, why would Leia, like, why would there be any connection? She would have no idea who this woman is, you know what I mean? And, and, and on both sides, you know, so maybe, I mean, I could see the argument being that they're aunt and uncles. That's why there's not more of a connection, the father and son or you know, daughter, daughter, father kind of relationship. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there, there's some reason he's like, I can't tell her until I talk to Leia, like some sort of thing like that. But I don't know. I mean, they, they, I mean, Luke didn't know about his father until until Vader told him. So I mean, why did Obi Wan do that? You know. Well, Obi Wan was protecting him. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> See. Huh. <laughs> Listen, from a certain point of view, it makes sense. <laughs> Here's why I don't – I'm fine with the Leah hug at the end there because there is an awareness of each other. There is a force awareness of each other, you know, like – Yeah. And, you know, she watched the guy die, and, you know, she knows that it meant something to her, and, uh, you know – Maybe I, that she's not related to anybody. If she's not related to anybody, I am furious. I am furious, <laughs> and and I'm on Kylo Ren's side because yeah. uh, one, 
Mobs Canada says it was Luke's, it was Luke's father's, and now it's yep. for you. Well, then you better be Luke's kid, or at the very least, Anakin's granddaughter. Right. And when she like pulls it out of the out of the snow and it like whizzes past Kylo Ren, like you better be in my bloodline, and you yeah. better have a more direct connection to Luke than me. Right. Because if that's going to a random person, like fuck you, you undeserving prick. Well, okay, but here, but so, so here's my counter to that, Neil. Why are you associating any sort of familial legacy to the Force? Like the for, like just because she's so for, to she, that she to that lightsaber to that just to right, that no, lightsaber. I know that, but 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 the lightsaber is just a hunk of metal with some crystals in it. The lightsaber doesn't have Luke's blood in it, and yes, we're up, we're 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 appointing a a sentimental family background kind of value to that lightsaber, but it's not like that lightsaber was Anakin's to begin with. But but we don't know if Anakin made that or if or if it was handed to him at the Jedi Academy or who who whatever. I mean, the thing is, is that it, you know, like I I read online there's some, there was some speculation that maybe she's Obi Wan's daughter. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, so, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, like, I, I think that, I mean, if she given was only one daughter, she'd be like in her mid thirties. Not, well, yeah, that's, that's a good point too. That's a very good point as well. Too. <laughs> well, that's assuming they age the same way we do. And all this, I don't know who knows. <laughs> by the way, can well, I just, yeah, on, an, on an aside, how great is this conversation, by the way? <laughs> like this, this is this is the conversation. This is these are the conversations that we had for twenty years. Like, who is Boba Fett? Did he die in the thing? And like all, all these, all these spec. Like, this is what makes Star Wars so great is that the ongoing speculation and asking questions, and the fact that we got to wait for two, you know, two years to get any sort of answers. Um, like, I love it. I just love this. You know, like it's great. <laughs> I also love. Like, I know that people don't love this, but. Uh, the fact that they threw out all the books, like, yeah. it's not canon anymore. Like, for me, that, like, levels the playing field for a lot of people. Sure, yeah. And, and opens this discussion to more people, I feel. Well, yeah, because because you, lo- you, you, you lose the, uh, um, actually pushing up my glasses as I correct somebody kind of angle to it because, you know, because it, because it doesn't exist anymore. Like, just because I read 37 paperback books that took place after Return of the Jedi doesn't mean anything. And, and yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks because, you know, we spent years enjoying the expanded universe and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, I like the, you know, you're right. It's it's a, the level playing field aspect of it. I think is uh, is is really kind of cool, and anything goes. You know. I I also um, not the same way that Marvel does it, but those books are a different, you know, uh, version of the universe. You know. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of people get upset with with, the, with these sort of things because they they feel as if you know it's like oh well you're taking away something or you know like you know they're applying some sort of value to their work of of reading the books and stuff. Like that. Those books didn't they, they didn't disappear. You can read a book and enjoy it and just because it's quote unquote not canon doesn't mean that it didn't exist anymore. You know, like yeah, it's still, you know, yeah, but it just because, and now they're telling a new story. It's like we're going off in a new direction, and 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 we'll get new stories that come out of it, and you know, and when we find out who Ray is related to, you know, then that that launches a whole bunch of other new stories. Um, 
you know, I, 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 I just love the speculation. I love the idea that we don't know and that we won't know and that we can sit here and argue over it. Um, but I definitely, she, but I do agree with you that she's, she's got to be related to somebody <laughs> because if she doesn't, then, then, then I don't understand the whole Star Wars legacy aspect at all anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't, like looking at it just as like a movie, the story makes perfect sense. Like she's yeah. Luke's daughter. Like that's, that's the, that's the story. Like, she's Luke's right. daughter, there's this, like, family thing, you know, Kylo Ren and her, like, the light and dark, same lineage, like, they're going to battle a bunch of times, Kylo eventually gets turned to the light, maybe, I don't know, you know, whatever. Who knows? What, yeah, it's, it's sort of, like, story-wise, yeah, that makes, uh, you know. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I'm going to, I'm... So I listened to the iFanboy just so I knew uh, where you stood what? on some issues. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, and also because I enjoy the podcast. But, yeah, also oh, to make sure, like, I listened to it immediately so I would, you know. Uh, you did, you did like, you, I know you liked the movie, but you said something to the effect that it mirrored or echoed the original yeah. New Hope too much. If you're yep. liking. Yep. But my only, like, rebuttal to that is, like, all stories, like, all movies are the exact same thing. No, no, okay, yeah, but 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 here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've read Joseph Campbell. I get the hero's journey. I mean, A New Hope blatantly ripped off The Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a young... A uh, protagonist who's lived a sheltered life gets introduced to a new world, has an older, um, you know, wizard or an older kind of guiding, you know, guiding force that helps them learn something, and then they suffer a great loss, and then they have to go on a quest and defeat something. Like I get that from a story structure. Uh, my problem is is that if you line up a New Hope and you line up the Force Awakens, it's like okay, you know, open on desert planet, open on desert planet. You know, and, um, you know, introduce a young person living, you know, young orphan, you know, parentless, you know, kind of person living on the desert planet who gets pulled into something bigger. Check, check. Okay, now we're going to go to a, a, can, a cantina, a cantina with crazy aliens. Okay, we got that. Check. We got that in our movie. Okay, great. And now, you know, and, and then now what we're going to do is we're going to have, you know, like, um, we're going to have a scene that doesn't add anything to the story, but has our heroes fighting monsters on a ship. Okay, yeah, we did that in the New Hope in the Trash Compactor. We're going to do that on Hans Freider. Check. Okay, got that. And and now at the end of the movie, we need to fight the bad guys who have a big planet that blows up other planets, and we're going to f- fly our little ships in to to destroy them. It's it's the same movie. Yeah. All right. It was a really good movie. It was a really good movie the first time, also. All right. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. And and like the thing is, is that I think I th- yeah, I think it was a great movie. The first, it was the best movie ever the first time. But um, and I get wanting to have echoes. I get this being for a new generation, and I get wanting to have echoes of the old movie of familiarity for nerds like us, but also for like my nieces and kids of the world and stuff like that to get introduced to this world via this movie. But you know, at least. You know, make the make the thing at the end different. Make it a big ship, or make it some like. Why does it like? It's like, listen, listen. We're the bad guys. We already twice tried to build a big planet that will blow up other planets, but this time we really figured it out. 
Like it's just like it's just like it's, it's at least I just and that that's the thing. Like what I like as I as I step away from the movie, what I like about it so much um, is like things like Finn. You know, a a disillusioned stormtrooper who doesn't want to kill and realizes that he's on the wrong side and switches sides. Like, that's unlike anything we've seen in any Star Wars movie. That was great. Like, I just want new stuff. Like, I want new concepts. I want new approaches. And I'm hoping the next movies do that. Um, if if they needed to set the baseline with this movie by mirroring A New Hope, I don't want them to mirror Empire in the next movie. It doesn't look like they will because of the, the, the cliffhanger that it ended on all stuff like that. But I just wanted new things. That's all. So... I also think a major difference in the two is uh, the in this everyone's stoked, like everyone's yep. like, yeah, let's do this adventure. Like yep. Poe wants the I picture Poe sitting in an X-wing when it's grounded, making pew pew sounds. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> he's just like he's down and like Finn, even though he has like a couple of moments where he's like, oh no. Like, yeah. ultimately, like, he's like, yo, let's go. Let's, uh, yep. I gotta save Ray. I gotta get Poe out of here. I gotta get out of here. Poe, you're gonna help me. Whatever. Yep. And then Ray also is like, immediately like, all right, adventure. Cool. I'm on. I'm in. Let's go. Yep. Where's adventure? Yep. The force? Cool. I'll use the force. Awesome. Let's use the force. Whereas, yep. like, Luke was like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Just a poor, poor yep. farm, moisture farmer from the, wherever. You know, and Han's like, I just, I'm just gonna get my money and go. This is like all she cared about was the rebellion. Like something's on the rebellion. Something's on the rebellion. Whereas this is like, no, 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 cool. What are we doing next? Let's do the the next thing we're gonna do. Yeah, no, this was this was way more posy than the first movie. Like the first movie, everybody seemed very reluctant or or um, like burdened. You know, like Leia had the burden of delivering the plans, and they had this big kind of thing where, yeah, you're right, where everybody was just like, let's go, go, go. This is awesome. Let's do it, and this is what we have to do. And and I, I like that aspect. I mean, I, I said on, on the iFanboy podcast, Poe I like Poe was my favorite character of them all, and I wanted more of it, partially because I, I really liked Oscar Isaac as an actor, but also just his demeanor. You know, and like his, uh, his like the, like that scene of him and Finn stealing the Tie Fighter, I thought was one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Um, you know, and I, I wanted more of that. So, I'm going to write. Uh, I actually started today. I'm going to write a fan fiction screenplay of uh, Poe and Finn in a buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, the, the tagline is uh, uh, Poe Dameron is the best pilot in the history of the Rebellion, but can he fly the most important ship in the galaxy? Friendship? (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) And then they're going to go on an adventure together. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm going to use Vizine Natal as uh, the bad guy. And uh, I think uh, we have... A cameo of Lee, Lee, a cameo of Leah using the Force briefly. <laughs> cool, <laughs> that's a great idea. I, I, I look forward to reading that. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching all the rush hours, like consecutively, yeah. <laughs> so I can like just drop them in, and just Finn would be Jackie Chan and Poe would be Chris Tucker. That's too funny. That's too too funny. Um, yeah, no, but I mean the, the thing about it, the thing about all this is that like I lo- I love the movie. It's just it, much like honestly, much like the first three Star Wars movies, it's not perfect. 
you know, and like that, that I guess that was my point in talking about this movie is that, you know, there, there are areas of criticism and areas of kind of, you know, kind of questioning, which I, I feel like we nitpicked the hell out of the original trilogy for 20 years. Like we, how much did we, how did, how did that happen? How does this happen? How does, how, you know, all the coincidences and things like that. Um, you know, uh, but no matter what, this movie was way better than the prequels, just way better than the prequels. Oh, yeah, it almost dismisses the prequels completely. Like, yeah. The prequels are... Yeah. Have you seen the anti-cheese edits of the prequels? No, I haven't. What is that? <laughs> uh, someone put on YouTube, and they're literally called anti-cheese edit. Jeez. And it's, uh, they get rid of as much Jar Jar as possible. They change the Trade Federation guys from, like, um... Those racist Asian accents to just oh yeah the the, the, the yeah the Nemodians yeah 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 just like just straight up alien voices with subtitles um, cut out a lot of the whining like any time uh, cut out most of the pod race and all the sports commentating on it oh yeah oh jeez they cut out like so much stuff and it actually uh, makes it much more bearable to watch still giant plot holes, Qui-Gon Jinn, I mean, uh, he's just like the worst decision maker in the history of decision yeah. making. But, um, <laughs> uh, well, it, it doesn't matter though. What was I saying? I was saying something. I don't know. We're just talking about how bad the prequels were and how much better this movie was. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, the, pro- the problem with the prequels and the problem with all that is that if you need to do some sort of order, like the machete order, and 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 all that, yeah, and 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 all this, you know, all these other like ways to watch it to make it better, then then you fail, you know, like that's the thing. Yeah. And like, and and that's the thing that pissed me off about this movie was that, and I, I kind of ranted about it on on my fanboy as well, which is that this weekend to see the number of dumb articles that start off with the headline is J.J. Abrams explains why R2-D2 woke up or J.J. Abrams explains this. Yeah. Like, I, don't want, I don't want any explanations. I don't want any. Like, you, you know, like, A, I don't feel like he needed to explain anything. And B, a lot of those things you and I and other people are going to talk about on Facebook and when we're hanging out at shows, on podcasts, so whatever. That's the fun of it. And so, like, don't tell me why this happened. Let me speculate about it. You know, like, that's part yeah. of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, like, a, an element of, like, what I was saying before with getting rid of the books and yeah. making it so it's not canon. Like, yep. the movie should stand alone as a movie. And I think for the most part it does. I mean, there's plot holes. There's plot holes in, like, everything. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, there's entire YouTube channels dedicated to pulling apart every single movie ever. Like, you know, you there's only so much you can do with two hours and whatever, 40 minutes. Right, yeah. That that said, that said, I did. I mean, I I, I did get frustrated with. I mean, because J.J. Abrams, I think, is a great director and really good. But as we all know, he's really great at making first episodes of TV shows and rebooting movies like Star Trek and things like that. And like that's why I felt the end of the movie wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be. I mean, like, I, I, one thing that, that I didn't say on my family, which, which is kind of funny, um, have, have you ever, and it's funny that I, I'm, I'm actually on the night before I go to Disney World, but have you ever been to Disney and gone on the Star Tours ride? 
No, I have not yet. No. Uh, okay. Well, so the Star Tours ride is basically where you can get on a ship and you go on this adventure through the Star Wars galaxy, and and it's a, you're in this pod that moves around and it's a lot of fun and all that sort of stuff. But the the ride ends when you when you arrive. You will have the, 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 the front viewport of the spaceship, which is just a, you know, projection screen. And there are all these characters, there's all these people there who like welcome you and they're like smiling and waving at you and whatever. And when Ray and Chewie took off to go find Luke, it was like the exact shot from Star Tours <laughs> as in the movie of like of all those people waving at them. And I was like, this is a little cheesy. Like this is a little, like, I don't know. I just felt as if, I just felt as if the, the ending of the movie fell a little flat for me. That's all. Whereas like the ending of a new hope is so like the award ceremony and the, you know, they did it. And, and I guess, I guess that's the difference between when George Lucas made the first movie, he didn't know that he would make a second. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's tying up, everything in a bundle. Right. And then it's like, oh, uh, we can do more, tell more of the story. Yeah. But in, when Force Awakens, he doesn't have that, he knows that he has to leave so many loose ends and because of that, the, the climax of this, where he like, they blow up the star, star killer, where they blow up star killer. Star killer base, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not, the, that's not the end of the mission for the rebellion, like right, that's right. just that's just hey, let's make sure these guys don't blow us up in an hour and a half from now. You know what I mean? Right, whatever, yeah. like whatever they set the clock, fifteen minutes from now. Yeah. So, uh, then you know whatever. Also, yeah, it's the an, galaxy has to be in like total anarchy at this point. Well, that, that's another that's another thing. Like, I like I, I've wondered about this a lot, and this is one of the ones where they, you know, the emails that not the emails, the uh, the the you know blog posts and articles that explain things. I was a little disappointed with the lack of explanation of the the political landscape of the universe now. You know, like uh, you know who the first order was and who the resistance was and how the resistance was related to the republic and all that sort of stuff. And they really kind of glossed over that very, very quickly. And um, and it's only through people who are like found in books where like the you know the kids' books where it's like the Star Wars universe explained where they actually you know spell out what the New Republic is and what the First Order is and what happened to the Empire and all that sort of stuff. And I think that J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan and uh, you know, the writers and everybody else involved with production purposely left that stuff out because that's the stuff that I think bogged down the prequels. You know, like when yeah. episode when 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 the episode one crawl is about ta- the the taxation of trade routes and negotiations and 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 how many times did we actually see the Senate arguing in the prequels and that's the stuff. That, so I think they were just like you know forget that stuff. All that stuff's happening, but we don't need to go into it. We're going to focus on the action. Yeah, I definitely think that they did that because of the prequels, and also uh, you don't need it for the individual movie. You right. only need it. If you're obsessed with it like we are, and if you're obsessed with it like we are, then there are ways to go find that information. The crawl, the crawl gives you the information you absolutely need to enjoy this movie as a movie, and that you know that's it. Yep. My favorite thing is them blowing up the Republic, because to me it was like they were metaphorically blowing up the whole shit from the first three movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and and that's the thing, though, is that I also felt as if 
um, that moment didn't really have a lot of weight to it. You know, whereas like when Alderon when Alderon blew up, we felt it and it was like upsetting and all that sort of stuff. But um, but when that when this happened, it felt as if it was just like oh, the, that planet blew up. Oh well, you know, like it didn't seem as as heavy, you know, as as the as the other one did. Because we didn't know anyone on that planet. Exactly, and we never we never saw anyone on the planet. We never we never had any interaction. All we saw was a bunch of people on a balcony look distressed, you know. And and, so. and a Falcor? Did that guy look like Falcor? <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> that was a good call. <laughs> um, I feel like they because uh, you know in New Hope you're you're meeting this character. You're kind of invested in Leo a little bit, and then. Yep. Uh, you know, she's trying to save this planet, and so there's like a tense moment. There's like a little bit of an emotional build, and then they blow right. it up. And yep. uh, in Force Awakens, we don't. The name of the place is mentioned once, and we're not. You know, we had never heard it before. Right. Like right. even the most obsessed fans, like it's not mentioned in other movies. The capital was on Coruscant, as far as we right. all know. You know. So yeah. it's just like, eh, all right, uh, that thing's gone. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's tough. It's 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 definitely like I understand they they needed to show the gravitas of the Star Killer base and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, they should have blown up Coruscant. They should have, you know, they should have done something that we had some connection to, um, you know, that that would have made it a little more. Because I, I really don't feel as if there was a an emotional drive that's that happened. You know, I thought it was uh, unfortunate that way. So. And the, the the other the, the other disappointment I had was uh was uh, Captain Phasma. After all that, like, am I right or wrong that they built that that character up before the movie came out to be like a badass and she did nothing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was them or, but like, they gave her a lot of press. Gwendolyn Christie did interviews talking yeah. about it. They, right. Yeah, they really they needed to be solid with that character. And uh, was it was it I fanboy where they're like, oh, she should have just done something badass. That was me. Yeah, I said that. My my okay. whole point was the 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 fight, the, the the battle after Maz's uh, Maz's cantina gets destroyed. When yeah. Finn fights that that stormtrooper with the with the with the stick with the arm thing, I thought that was a great fight. If that was Captain Phasma, then we would have would have seen her in action, other than just her being like a middle you know middle manager. Yeah, exactly. So I feel that way, like in almost every movie where. Yep. The, the boss eventually shows why he's the boss. Yep. And I think that's, like, super important, and they didn't do that at all in this. And yep. they never really did it, like, why, like, when Tarkin talks back to to Vader and, the, and, and New Hope, like, you don't really know why... You don't really understand that like Tarkin's a big deal at all. It's just like right, yeah, like 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 I I love the idea that Vader answered to Tarkin. Like I thought that was cool, you know, like that that T- Tarkin was the guy in charge and Vader was just the was the was the weapon, just you know, the like torture, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't get that here. Like you don't get Hux being a badass either. Like he, 
I agree. Yeah, I thought I thought Hux was I I, I love that actor, and I really liked I liked what he did with that character. But maybe it's because he was younger, or you know, and Tarkin was older and had that chiseled face and that sort of you know that Peter Cushing look. But I I did not I did not feel a weight behind Hux and what he was doing. I didn't I didn't get the sense that that, that if you ask me, he wasn't on the same level as a Tarkin. Yeah, like like and it's I don't know. To me, it seems like super simple, like. If Hawks would have just stood up to Ren and been like, without your sorcery, I could take you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just a simple line. You know what I mean? Like, yep, yep. anything like that. And then be like, oh, Hawks is fucking tough as balls, too. Like, yeah, yep, yeah. Although I, uh, although I do like, have you seen the, have you seen the, um, the emo Kylo Ren Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs> no, I there, there, there's, there's some there's somebody tweeting. Um, uh, they set up. I think it's Kylo R, the number three, then N, and it's a uh, emo Kylo Ren. And all of his tweets are basically based around the fact that him and Hux are in high school, and <laughs> and, like, and, and and like Hux is Hux is really into like um, Anne Rand novels and Hitler and like and all this sort of stuff. And <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, it's very funny. I, I strongly recommend that. But the best line ever, I retweeted it, was uh, uh, Emo Kylo Ren said, he said, you can't appreciate the Imperial March until you hear it on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Kylo Ren was definitely, like, in his room at 16 listening to, like, New Order. Oh yeah, yeah. What was the what was the other tweet? He said he said uh, he just said said um, uh, four four slams his bedroom door. <laughs> Mom, you don't understand. Four slam bedroom door. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, it's very very clever. Yeah, I mean, I, and I get the wearing the black and hair and all that stuff. I thought Kylo Ren was, Kylo Ren was great. I I I thought he was. I'm looking forward to him. I love. I think Adam Driver is a great actor. Um, I, I want to see what he does with this character, and, and yeah, I was super behind it. Yeah, I thought everyone's um, performance was awesome. I thought Adam Driver was unbelievable. I was like, yeah, super. I believed it. You know what I mean? Like yep. when he throws that like temper tantrum. When he throws the is it the first one. When he throws the second temper tantrum. Yeah. When he like kind of huffs and puffs for a second, like yeah. flexes his arms a little. Like I was like. This awesome. This is. I buy it. Like I yeah, was a hundred percent bought it. Like, yeah, yep. this guy fucking slams his keyboard all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought I thought he totally nailed it, and I thought that when um uh after in the lightsaber fight at the end when he was like hitting where he where Chewie shot him like to kind of yep. beat off the pain, I thought that was a great little touch. And whoever, whether it's J.J. Abrams who told him to do that or or you know uh, Adam Driver adding it to it, it was just a great decision. It was a good idea. So yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait. I mean, honestly, I, I like I I'm so excited for more of these movies, and I, I you know like you know and and to, to come home from seeing the movie with my with my with my niece and her to say, oh man, I can't believe I got to wait until you know until I'm in high school. She's a, she's in seventh grade now, so I can't wait till I'm in high school to see the next movie, and it's like a, it's like a, just to see that excitement and to see that you know like um, energy at that age, you know, because you know, that's how we were in the '80s. You know, it was great. You know, like when 
after after Jedi came out, like wishing that there could be more of these, and then thinking there never would be, and and lucky enough to see that we get more movies and they're good. They're not crap like the like the pre- the prequels. So. Yeah, I think that's the that's the biggest part for me is yeah. that we waited for new movies for so long, and then they came out, and they were yeah. not good, and they didn't yep. fulfill any of the promises that we were that were made to us. And yep. so then I gave up hope. I was like, oh, that's it. Yep. That's all we can. Yeah. And then they put it, oh, this is a good idea. Here we go. Give it to me. Yeah. Great idea. Let's go. And, 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 and that's the thing. And the reality of it is, is that we, we will not, uh, these movies will out, like we, we will not, uh, outlive these movies like we'll be long and gone yeah. and yeah. Disney will keep on there'll be episode 27 coming out and you know a whole new generation and I hope so it should I mean this is our this is the mythology of our age and I'm happy to see it live on like that and and you know take a new life and see what other directors do with it and see what other people do with it I think that that's part of the fun of it so Did you, do you remember like when uh when the Disney deal went down like you were like I don't know if you remember this as vividly as I remember it, but people were like, oh, Disney makes children's movies. This is a bad, this is bad. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, George yeah. Lucas made children's movies. <laughs> yeah. Those prequels were children's movies. <laughs> like, yep. like, Disney makes awesome movies. Disney yeah. makes... Like, well, well, and, well and that's the, that's the thing is that like I went through I went through it twice. I when it was when Disney bought Marvel, and then when um uh then when they bought Lucasfilm, where it's the fan reaction and the freak out, and it's like it's the talk about the ultimate sellout move. I mean, Disney's the most corporate kind of company out there, you know, buying these kind of these characters that for a lot you know a ton of us in the underground have connected with, you know, like whether it's yeah the X Men or Star Wars or whatever. Like we you know we we love this stuff, and then to see you. Know, you know, big bad Disney come in and buy them and be like, oh, they're going to ruin it. And it's great to see like Marvel's just gotten better and Lucasfilm better. seems to be in the right hands. Like they do, like they didn't, they didn't ruin Pixar when they bought Pixar. So like, I don't know why everybody's, in, you know, initial fear is that it's going to ruin it, but clearly, you know, that's not the case. Oh yeah. Then yeah. What they do with Marvel, I, yeah, it's great. They did a great job. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so much more interested in that stuff now than I was, you know, even in high school, like it's so much better now to me. Right, uh, right. Yeah, um, I, I, so, so, some things are not everything, but but I don't think that's Disney's fault. I think a lot of that's Marvel's fault. But that's a that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever isn't better isn't something that was on my radar to begin with. Like I'm yeah. not as yeah exactly it as you guys. So, yeah. Also, also, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm way, way too deep into it to be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The conversation that I have about it is different than the conversation you, Ryan, and Christian have about it. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> Nerds. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to ask: uh, Are you are you stoked for? I I mean, of course you are. So. The war movie, the heist movie, you know, like that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I continue with every one of so yeah. So the next movie that comes out next year is Rogue, I think it's called Rogue One or whatever, which is the yeah. the the it's good and it's supposed to be a straight up war movie and it's supposed to be a you know it's the this, the team of rebels who steal the Death Star plans before a New Hope. Um, I have the same feeling I have going into the Force Awakens, which is cautious optimism. Is that 
I really hope it's good, but I'm really kind of scared, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, and we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, the problem with this is that, you know, we, you know, with, with the original trilogy and unfortunately the prequels, we had a singular vision in place of that of George Lucas, who was guiding, you know, guiding the ship, you know, and, and the, in the case of the original trilogy, it was in the right direction and the prequel, unfortunately, it was not in the right direction. Um, and as great as The Force Awakens was, you know, it was, you know, J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, you know, laying down the story and then building it from there. And, you know, you got to hope there's some continuity, you know, of course, there's continuity at Lucasfilm and in the production team. But, I mean, you're talking a, a completely different director, a completely different set of actors. And, uh, you know, th- that's a lot of risk. And even with Episode Eight, like we're like uh, Ryan Hughes, uh, I, think, I think it's Ryan Hughes, whoever's directing it. Um, you know, it's not J.J. Abrams. And so, like, Ryan, that's, Ryan Johnson. You know, Ryan Johnson, that's what it is. Sorry, Ryan Hughes is a comic artist. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Ryan Johnson. Um, and, uh you know, like it's it, so that that changes things, and so I like that. I, if it was J.J. Abrams doing everything, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like he proved himself, I can trust it. But like with each one, it's going to be like, ah, I hope it's good. I hope it's all, like I'm nervous. So, but uh, I'm hopeful. It's like um, the dude, ugh, I'm going to butcher his name. Is it Greg Filoni? I don't know who that is. There's a the guy who does like Rebels. He's like the story coordinator for all of Lucasfilm. Oh yeah, you know, like a guy who does that, like him, Catherine, Kathleen Kennedy, and um, and Lawrence Kasdan. Like, aren't they always involved? Probably, yeah, that? yeah. I mean, there's a core, yeah, there's a core, you know, there's a core, um, you know, team of folks who are overseeing it. But still, the director is the director, you know. I mean, the director can change tone and 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 stuff like that, but yeah, I feel like those guys are there to make sure that no one writes in and then a big moth flies in and steals the baby. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, you know, like I, I imagine that we'll, you know, that they'll, they'll be good. This is a great place to start, but it can easily go in the wrong direction. So. Man, you're, you're bumming me out. It's going to be awesome. I don't want to bum you out. I just, like I said, I'm cautious, <laughs> cautiously optimistic, cautiously optimistic. That's all. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll 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 get there. I think <laughs> I think we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm so thank you uh, for doing this. I know uh, you're probably Star Wars out as far as uh, no, no. I could I, honestly I could do this for hours. I could I could talk I could yeah. talk and argue Star Wars for hours. So, but yeah, no. So and it's always fun to to do it with different people and to hear different perspectives and all that sort of stuff. And I could I could argue over who's related to who and what we think is going to happen. Uh, that that's part of the fun of it. So. My friend, uh, my friend Chris Martello, like constantly like beats me into like stuff he knows I'm like passionate about, and like yeah. I'll get like real, I'll get real loud about something, and be like, "Why are you yelling?" Like, well, don't <laughs> ask me that. Don't ask me why I don't think why I think Ray is Luke's daughter. Don't ask me. If you don't want me to yell. I'm gonna yell. <laughs> Fucking Luke's daughter. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you very cool. much. Yeah, have a great holidays. Yeah, you too. Have fun in Florida. I will. And I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Uh, all right, until next time. Later, buddy. All right, take care. Bye. Well, anywho, fuck Neil.